everybody, good Wednesday afternoon to you. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. A uh, quick little story for y'all. Uh, while I was on vacation last week traveling the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know I could I can rarely just take a full break from work. Uh, being in a city where I knew a few people from this industry, I tried my best to get some FaceTime with a number of them, and one of them was Jordan Royburn. Uh, Jordan's joining us now. Uh, Jordan, first off, I just want to say thank you for um, being patient with me while I had my wife and my uh, toddler children at the lunch table. But I'm glad you can join and see the other side of me. But it really was a pleasure to have some FaceTime with you, my friend. No, that was a real pleasure for me. As they say in the uh, office space, no, the pleasure is all on this side of the table. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I and just, it was. I just have to <laughs> it ask. Was. I mean, that was probably the ultimate highlight of the trip for your family was meeting me, right? <laughs> Yes, very much so. Absolutely. Uh, the in the lunch was good. The lunch was good, and you know, my children for the most part were behaved. Uh, so, uh, but it, it was really, you know, in that conversation, Jordan, uh, you and I were having, you mentioned some things to me that I really wanted to bring to the podcast and for the listeners. Uh, and, and we're going to get to that. It really has to deal with how you forecast uh, future price the future price of gold. And there's a couple of reasons, a couple of ways how you do that. But one that is really, really kind of caught me off guard. And I want to share that, but we're going to, before we do that, I, I do want to talk about kind of this junior resource market with you and where we're at. Uh, I, I, I tweeted out on my personal Twitter page uh, a few days ago, this $1,900 level in gold really is intriguing to me because it, I'm looking at ways to accumulate in some of my junior positions. I have not done anything since then. In fact, I was trying to think the last time I put on a trade was probably a couple of weeks ago. And we're just kind of in this do-nothing stage right here in the market. And do you have similar sentiment here? And, and how, are, how are you looking and how are you spending your time here? Yeah, I do have a similar sentiment because I think um, based on um, – well, history for one, but also looking at, you know, we had, we had a 20% correction, which is really significant in gold. And unless the market is going to turn and, and run away to the upside, which I mean, historically in markets like that has happened a few times, but it's really not. So you get the huge sell off, the huge correction and sell off, then you get the nice big rebound. And then after that, you know, the market tends to go more or less sideways for a while. So I, I don't see a, a risk that the market is going to run away to the upside anytime in the next couple months. Yet at the same time, I'm not sure we're going to give back a huge amount of this rebound. So we could get stuck into a period where you kind of go sideways, it grinds around, but at the same time, volatility is going to continue to come down. And that's what we need. I've been telling my subscribers, we need another, I don't know, three or four months or six months of that volatility coming down. That's going to put the market technically in better position where it's going to be able to retest the high, break out, and then really launch. So that's kind of how, and, and, and to be honest, Trevor, I mean, this is, I don't want to sound like a religious guy or anything, but I mean, this, you know, the rest of this year, the second half of this year, the coming months, that could be your last chance to really, you know, buy quality, which is different for everybody. But to me, really buy quality where it hasn't run away and it's still fairly cheap. I mean, I was telling you, I mean, look at look at the move in Orzone. I don't like to mention individual stocks. I do own it. I don't own enough of it, unfortunately. But you know, the move that Orzone made in twelve or fifteen months, that could be, you know, that could be what quality, in my opinion, looked like where at that 
point in time. It's just you you can't. There's no. There's not. I don't want to say there's not that much more value, but I mean it's difficult. Where if, if you know you want to accumulate quality now, but if you wait and then who knows, twelve or fifteen months later, suddenly all the quality stocks are up seventy five or a hundred percent, and there just isn't the value there that there was before. So. I know that was a mouthful, but that's kind of yeah. how I'm looking at this period. You know, the coming months, that's, you know, you, you, that's your last chance, I think, to really research and find like real value in the sector. Cause 12 months later, there's a risk that value is going to be much harder to come by. Yeah. And we've seen a couple of big moves such as Orzone and specific companies on the back of specific news. Uh, you know, a couple other names that we've been popping out, you know, Solaris Resources is having a pretty good day today. Uh, Newcore Gold is having a couple of good days. I mean, there's specific, there's moves happening in specific companies, but it's not a, a general, general move in the entire sector. Uh, so, you know, if you use this time as an opportunity to kind of do your homework, do your due diligence. And like, would you maybe consider adding to positions that you're looking to add at kind of this point, or is now not the time or even putting in positions that you've been waiting to put on uh, for say, you know, since that correction started in August. I think now is the time to add to positions that, you really like that are really, really good values. And I mean, in, in that scenario, the threat is, oh, I can just wait on this really, really good value. It's not going to move. But the the downside, if you don't act, is what if that really good value, you know, they have a good drill result or something happens or some big buyer comes in, the stock suddenly pops 20 or 30%. And then you're thinking, well, I should have, you know, why was I waiting? This has huge potential. So to me, those are the things that, I would be buying here. And if the, the things that have really, really good value and, you know, huge upside potential over the next few years, I know that there's probably not a lot for everybody, but I think for listeners, you could probably think of one or two things that fit into that category. And so for me, those are the things, uh, there's one thing that I added to, you know, recently in the last couple of days, I might add to another thing. Uh, so th- those, that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking of the things that are really good value where I don't want to risk this thing popping and then that value kind of, you know, it just gets less and less. I think that's, you know, not to bring up Orzone again, but that's the, you know, a couple months ago, great value. This thing has huge potential. And, you know, if you wait and you don't have a position, I mean, that's the risk that uh, can happen. So those are the things that I would focus on adding to or buying now. How about the majors here, Jordan? I mean, we saw brand new all-time highs in new monta that's kind of come down here in the last week or two uh a lot of these uh producers these big producers are starting to come down from you know uh, small peaks uh you know in the last couple of weeks you know how much attention are you paying to the producers here as gold continues to just really fluctuate around this 1900 level well, one index I like to look at is the Dow Jones U.S. Gold Mining Index, which on stock charts is dollar sign DJ USPM, and that's heavily weighted towards Newmont and the senior producers. And that more or less kind of—I mean, it made a marginal new high, but it—it's had a really good move, you know, surpassing I think the July peak it made in 2020, and so now it's correcting. So. Um, you know, it could be, there's a potential cup and handle pattern where it could be forming a handle here with the correction. So I, similar to my view with gold, I, 
I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see any risk of the majors running away to the upside here. I just think they're going to need, along with gold, I think they need more time. There isn't necessarily big downside, but uh, you know, we could get into a, a correction in terms of time where things just kind of bounce around and volatility comes down and the market doesn't really move that much overall. How about the price action and the gold medal itself here, Jordan? Uh, we're like I mentioned, we're still in this eighteen ninety, nineteen hundred dollar level. Uh, it, it's just kind of a magnet here. Uh, dips are being bought intraday. It seems like uh, even uh, last week when there was a big sell off, the next day turned around, got bought almost right back up. Uh, you know, what's this? If you look at the intraday activity. And the buying that is coming in, like, what is this telling you here? It seems like a lot of people are starting to accumulate. Yeah, I mean, I don't base much on um, an individual few days. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, we did come down below 1860. There's been strong buying and accumulation since then. Um, however, if you look at the daily chart, you know, you have there's a lot of resistance at 1920, 1950. So I don't want to rule out that gold could make another push to the upside, but, uh, I mean, there's pretty stiff overhead resistance around those levels and 1900 as well on a, uh, monthly basis. So I think, I mean, we're early in this month, but I think we'd have to see gold, uh, you know, close the week or, cl or close any week really, or close the month above 1900 significantly you know, with some, not just 1905 or 1907, uh, you know, 1915 or 1920, that would be better. I, I, as a bull, a short-term bull, that's what I would want to see gold close the month above those levels. And I'm a little skeptical that it can do that. But, um, if there's more short-term upside, I think, you know, 1920 would be the first level then 1950. I don't think it's going above 1950 in the next couple months. That's just my base case. But, I could be wrong. Okay, well, well, let's talk about your forecasting here. This is really uh, the, the the topic you had of peak interest of mine at that lunch table last week, Jordan, and it really has to do with how you're forecasting gold in relation to gold's value as it's in relation to the amount of U.S. dollars in circulation, which, as we all know, people listening to this podcast has just gone uh, bonkers <laughs> since we started printing more money. Uh, we're at about a 7% relationship here and kind of break down what that means now in, and but also in terms of historical uh, percentages, uh, what times it's gone up to 30%. Okay. So that's based on the gold price that uh, what you have a bunch of, you have the monetary base and the gold that uh, we hold at Fort Knox. Okay. Let's just assume it's there. Uh, <laughs> and, and the gold price. So it, there's, a, there's three different data points here. And so what I'm looking at is the, you know, presently gold backs, I don't know. I think it's about with the current gold price, it's about 7% of the monetary base. So if gold went up 14 X, you know, that would be, I think it's like 22,000 that would back hundred percent of the monetary base. So these things, you know, they move over time all of these data points. But historically, Trevor, if we look at the peak in 1980 and the 1930s, uh, that backing went above 100%. Uh, 
So t- twice it hit 100% at the peaks of the last two secular bull markets in gold. I mean, that would put us at 22,000 today. That's pretty extreme. Uh, and, and in 2008, that figure, again, it's only 7% today. We did get up to 30% in 2008 before we printed a bunch of money and then it came down. But 30%, I mean, if, if we just got up to 30%, I mean, that would put gold at about $6,700 an ounce. And I mean, that's 2008. That's not that long ago. We're not talking about 1930s or 1980s. Just 2008, it got up to 30%. So historically, gold is still, again, this is historically, but gold is still really, really cheap historically. And another thing you can look at is gold against the S&P 500 going back 100 plus years, 120 years. If you look at the peaks, historical peaks, there's like three or four of them. Uh, they're mostly around, you know, 4X or 5X. I mean, what's the S&P? I mean, it's it's over. I haven't looked at it. It's, what is it? 4,000 something? Yeah, 4,200. Yeah. So, I mean, today that would tell you gold, you know, 4X. And I mean, at once I think it peaked at seven or eight and there was another time it peaked at five, but just four X would be, that's almost $17,000. So that's something I think we need to understand. Like very big picture, historically speaking, gold is still really, really cheap and it's going to move substantially higher. Now, I don't know if that's going to be next month or, you know, next year or seven years, but that's, you know, gold is still really, really cheap. I mean, I, I do think it's going to make a significant move in the next couple of years. But again, I mean, historically, it's actually still really, really cheap. What what caused those fluctuations? What ca- what caused that percentage to increase? Just more buying gold? Yeah, just the gold price going up. And then, I mean, yeah. th- our gold reserves have not changed that much recently i think in the past couple decades so it, it it's yeah it's basically the monetary base how much that's growing versus the gold you know the gold price multiplied by how much gold we have yeah that's very interesting i mean you listen to this and it's you know it's it's just fascinating because i you, my jaw was basically on the table when you told me that last week and i was like i don't own enough gold nor do i own enough gold shares <laughs> after listening to that so uh, so given this, you know, kind of given this, that forecast and the way you're looking at this, Jordan, um, you know, obviously we don't know what happened tomorrow or next week or next year, uh, as you mentioned, uh, but it, there does seem to be a pretty good tailwind here. And, and that's just my own personal bias sentiment that's coming out. Uh, but you know, technically speaking, do you feel like there continues to be this tailwind and when will that tailwind really pick up? Do you think, tomorrow's or next three months CPI numbers, inflation numbers might be a catalyst to get that going? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, someone asked me this in another interview, but but for me, it's really time. I just think we're going to need more time uh, for the market to get in better position where it can go to a new high and then really launch. Um, you know, we're building very, very big picture. We're building the handle on a super bullish cup and handle pattern. Uh, which the so assuming gold closes above 2100 that will set up a measured upside target for the cup and handle pattern of around three three not around but actually three thousand dollars an ounce there's some fibonacci levels in that area so that's what i'm looking at you know over the next two years maybe three years and to set up that huge move we just need 
more time. And so I don't foresee any huge moves coming over the next three to six months. You know, it could go a little bit higher, could go a little bit lower, but um, it just, before we get that next explosive move, it's going to require more time, you know, consolidating basically. It doesn't mean it has to go down, uh, but it's just going to take more time because it, you know, we had a 20% decline and there's a lot of resistance on the way up. You know, there's some in 1900, there's a lot in 1950. So it's going to take time for the market to chew through that resistance. All right, Jordan, we got time. We'll be patient. Uh, pleasure to have you on the show once again. Uh, look forward to catching up with you uh, here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, until then, uh, have a wonderful time and best of luck to you. Thank you so much, Trevor. That's Jordan Royburn from The Daily Gold. And that's going to wrap up our day here on the podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow morning with the news briefing. Have a great day, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.